Yeah, I didn't know y'all noticed this is that. This Howard exclusive. I know, yeah. He's trying to get me on camera saying I'm a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't. I was just free JT. <laughs> everybody welcome back to another episode of our music edition of the committee podcast um we have our, our usual suspects here i'm gonna let them introduce themselves today what's up what's up it's your girl summertime sigh this is uh marcus sniffles from twitter and it is tribbles um so because the good people at the committee podcast as a whole we are a queen bee beehive endorsed podcast we want to spend a, uh, send a special shout out and happy birthday to beyonce giselle nose carter who turned 37 Seven. allegedly so they say right Alleg- i was gonna say so they say what I, listen, listen i'm a beehive member i love beyonce but real real niggas know beyonce is probably like 40 41 Older. she's probably 40 41 but I'll let the, we'll let the internet tell us that she's 37 today, and we want to wish her a wonderful and beautiful happy birthday. I hope that she's enjoying exotic zebra nuggets with Blue Ivy and Sir and Rooney and the greatest rapper of all time, Sean Corey Carter. But um, I guess I'm at, like, a, I'm at a loss for words right now. I did not know any of this stuff. Yo, Beyonce was 18 for like three years, dog. I'm yeah. My, my goodness. Okay. Like, oh, oh. I mean, people, everyone lies about their age. Like, Michael Jackson lied about his age. If you ever, the Jackson 5 American Dream movie is, like, top three favorite movies of all time. Don't ask me why. I watch it every single time. And in the movie, he, it shows you Michael Jackson lied about his age. Like, Barry Gordy then told him to lie about his age. So, I don't believe Michael Jordan. I mean, school shit. Ooh. Michael Jackson. Sorry. MJ is, like, whew. But I don't think he's, he was that old when he passed away. I think he was older. Wow. Yeah, entertainers lie. Whatever, but happy birthday to Beyonce. Uh, do we guys? Do we have any like favorite Beyonce memories while we're in B mode, Beehive mode? Favorite Beyonce memory? BET Awards. Which one? She did so many. I know the one yeah. where she um, where she did the the lap the lap like, dance. Joy. Cater to you. Uh, yeah, oh, that was an iconic moment. Yeah, and that's when Michelle decided to pick the man with. <laughs> <laughs> This is not about Michelle. This is about Beyonce. Well, she get well soon, Michelle. If you are, if if she ever comes across this podcast, I want her to get well soon. We love you, Michelle. But like, really, she went and grabbed a married man with the disease. Like, out of all the men in the audience, come on. I know. Nelly, Terrence Howard, and Magic fucking Johnson. Come on. I know. You picked this quote unquote safe pick. I mean, the fact that I guess he's older and married, I guess, makes it safer. I mean, that's yeah. safer than Nelly. Like, Nelly? Ooh. Yeah, mm. come on. Come on. Um, I think for me, like, as of recent, my favorite Beyonce moment was I went to On The Run Tour last week. It was, yeah, last Saturday. And hearing Beyonce perform eight shit live, like, the fact that she was going bar for bar keeping that same cadence and that shit was amazing. Like Ape Shit is now one of my favorite songs after that concert. That to yeah. see, to see Beyonce she like, do it, she she fucking did. Like she does it. Yeah. So did she did she dance and do it at the same time or did she just rap? Oh no, she just rapped. Like Ape Shit, she rapped. Oh, I, like, I was gonna yeah. say, how the fuck does she hold her breath? Yeah, she 
But literally, like when I tell y'all, Beyonce keeps her her mic on like at all times. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm not gonna say Beyonce has never used backtracking at concerts, but for the most part, like I think she's probably one of the only artists I've personally seen live to use her vocals all the way throughout a show and like bust out in a straight eight count. So I love Beyonce. Beyonce. We love Beyonce. Beyonce's a rappy ass rapper now. She's a rappy ass rapper. Yeah. But she's been rap singing for a long time though, honestly, if you kind of take a look at it. I mean, but that that eight shit verse, that's something that's on another level. Yeah. She she took she went super saiyan on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um so again, shout out to Beyonce. Happy birthday. Happy fill in the blank. Your own birthday. Oh, <laughs> Thirty-seven God. with an asterisk. To be birthday. determined. To be determined. <laughs> yeah, blue. Blue will tell us in her, um, in her like autobiography later on in life how old her mom really was. Hmm. Blue um, has all the secrets. Blue has blue has the the kingdom. Like blue controls that household. I saw a video today with uh, Tina Knowles eating breakfast, and blue had like threw like Barbie hands or some shit in it. Like blue runs it. Oh, house. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Why are there hands in the eggs? But we love Blue. And we, we, honestly, I love the whole Carter family. So shout out to the Carter family. Solange. I just followed her baby daddy on uh, fucking Instagram the other God day. God damn. He still looks fine. He's fine. I was about to say, who still- knew? And, Solange's baby daddy was that fine. And I brought that up, listeners. I know y'all like, what the fuck? I brought that up because guess who he re- he's related to? Like, guess who his cousin is? Mr. Mr. J. Prince. Really? Yeah. So who knows? Beyonce may be down with the Beyonce really may be a thug, though. I we mm. never know. Migos flow, J Prince endorsement. I don't know. But um I guess in this week of music or this past week of music, we had a surprise release in Beyonce form. But from Mr. Eminem, Marshall Mathers. Uh what was it? Kamikaze. Kamikaze. The only yes. Kamikaze we acknowledge, though, is that Twister. Shout out to Chi-Town. Hey, shout yeah. out to Chicago. Um, how are we fine. feeling? Like, I mean, I'm to be. I'm gonna keep it a stack. Like, I don't be checking for Eminem music when, when it come. I'll listen, but I don't be checking for it. So, surprise album. I didn't really lose my shit, but I was like, oh, Eminem dropped music. I'll get to it. So, how were you guys feeling when you saw the news that he released a new album? I was like. All right, he's got something to prove. Like, that was my first reaction. First of all, The Ringer was like a seven minute song. I think it was like five in real life, but it felt like seven minutes of just like pure bars. And I'm like, oh, he's going to go in. What a hell of a way to start this fucking album that nobody expected. I was like, damn. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise album because when I got up in the morning, I looked on Apple Music, I went to the new music section, and at the very top, it had Eminem. And I was like, did I miss, did Eminem drop something new or what's going on? And then I went to Twitter and checked it out. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, part of Watch Twitter. So I was up early and uh, <laughs> no one was tweeting about it. So I was like, maybe this is something different. So I was like, I'll listen to it on the way to work. I listened to it. By the time I got to work, I was halfway done with the album. I literally pulled into this parking spot, got out of my car and yelled, what the fuck? Because I just could not deal with it. I was like, what? what is this what is he doing and it wasn't in a bad way it was like i was excited about what i was hearing and i just i had to turn it off it was too much i turned it off and i had to walk away from it it was 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 it too good for you marcus yeah i was i was glad that no one was there to see me because i literally just got out of my car and said what the fuck 
Because it was during, what song was it? It was during, I think, the fall. Oh. I think that was the song it was. Now, I was like, this is. Yeah, when he dissed Joe Button and everybody else in the industry. When he dissed everybody. Charlamagne. Yeah, so let's let's run down the list of people that he dissed on this album. You have Vince Staples, Joe Button, Little Yachty, Lil Pump, Lil Xan, Charlamagne the God, Ja Rule, Drake, Tyler the Creator, um, Machine Gun Kelly, the Grammys, and his ex-wife still. So still. Yeah, you gotta put still <laughs> at the end of that shit. I mean, you got to. Um, I mean, were did any of you guys take offense to any of the the lyrics i guess i don't know if anybody's faves is on this list i don't have a no. favorite really on this list. i fuck with joe button but i don't really have a fave on the list yeah no the biggest thing for me was probably uh joe but Leia, Leia, like joe button because you know they used they was homies and and label mates so i don't know i mean uh, but yeah I, I wasn't offended by anybody that he yeah. listed uh i just think he's he's a rapper that's that's a, this is a part of rap you know you gotta you got an issue with someone, you either sub them or diss them right out, and he did that. I mean, but is is it a statute of limitation on dissing? Because like like the machine gun Kelly uh, Kelly diss, I was like from a six year old tweet. I did forget about that. I was like, like I mean, it, in he he released an album in twenty seventeen. Was, was like, like why, so why is so Kelly late. going so hard at him? Like, why is he going so hard at Kelly? And then he's when he said what he said, I was like, oh yeah, but I was like. It happened years ago, right? You're just now getting to this? Like, okay. Well, it, it must not have hurt you that bad if it took you five years to respond to it. You know? No, I don't think, I think it just made for good content. I really don't think that it took, I, it was, I just think he just needed some content. I think that was my issue with, with this album. I think I liked it. I, it was a lot of bars that I had to run back and catch. And some of those discs I didn't catch in the beginning. I had to go listen to them again. I was like, oh shit. I didn't catch the Vince Staples one. But uh, it was, I forget the song. But... It, was, it, was, it was the first one, but off of the first couple of listens, I didn't realize he was dissing Vince Staples. Right, exactly. And I mean, apparently Vince Staples uh, called it. He tweeted about it as well. But my issue with this album was I just felt like it, it was essentially clickbait. Like half the people, like I'm tired of people coming for Yachty. Yachty is not going to be, ever, he's never going to be Jay-Z. He's never going to be a lyrical rapper. He's going to make the music that he makes. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mumble rap is here for this moment. It, it's making money. It's getting these labels a lot of money. They're going to continue to put money behind it. They're going to continue to seek it. Why are we still dissing mumble rappers? Like That's, that's for the old heads. That's that, for like, old heads. I don't know. I just, th this is my hot take. Here we go. Block uh -oh. me, report me as spam. I just, okay. I'm one of those people that I wholeheartedly agree. Before I, before I say my statement, let me say, I love Eminem on Renegade. He fucking watched my fave on Renegade. Mm. I love hearing Eminem on Patiently Waiting from 50 Cent's first album. Like, I love to hear him on Steel Dre. Like, I love some of these iconic verses from Eminem. But let's be clear. If Eminem was any other race, he'll be another Joel Ortiz. He'll be a Joe Budden. He'll just be a nigga that can rap, but you can't market him. But the fact that he's white, it's like, oh, shit, he's a poster child of what you want to buy rap music. When you say white people buy rap music, you're talking about Eminem. And I'm just not, I'm just not here for it anymore. I think it's just, I think this album just proved like I'm over the Eminem phase. Like I was one of those people who's like, oh, don't make it a race thing. But I'm just like, yo, all this clickbaity ass disses that he did for this album, just like for what? Like, why are you still coming for Kim? Haley is like 20, Haley's probably at a bar right now drinking. Cause she's old enough. Why are you still coming at your your, your baby mama, your ex wife? 
For what? Makes for good content. He's still bitter. I think I don't think that. Well, I don't think that there's any statute of limitations on beef with your baby mama though. Like I think baby mamas can have as much beef that can go on until but what forever. has been done in in the public eye in the public eye because again you're making this a public manner when you go as a rapper when you diss another rapper or another human being and you put it out on wax you are leaving it open for us to judge and for that person to rebuttal when have we ever heard anything from kim to say she, you know not, she doesn't she doesn't have a voice though so, right. so so again that's like picking all that's like me punching a four-year-old i i know i can hit harder than a four-year-old but just because the four-year-old gets back up doesn't mean I need to push him right back down. Come on. I mean, it, depends, it depends on how you feel about that four-year-old, though. There's some, there's, some, there's some four-year-olds that are assholes. Yeah, that's know. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, the baby mama, like... <laughs> I don't, know. I don't I'm, know. I'm over it. I think this album was, because as a master, because I went and actually looked at the numbers, Revival did really well as far as, like, selling and getting critically acclaimed and things like that. But as far as fans and hip-hop listeners, we all thought it was a trash album. But I just think this was his redo. Like, he was just trying to redo it and just to show, like, oh, I really still have it, which I never, even after listening to Revival, I never thought that M lost it. I just thought, like, okay, his time has passed, which is fine. It is perfectly okay for you to be a veteran or one of the leaders of of hip-hop and be done. It's okay. It's that's what Machine Gun Kelly was saying, but fuck that. Like, no, Machine. Nah. Oh, let's talk about the this because Machine Gun Kelly came with facts. He, even, I mean, he, and the thing about it is, you can't even dismiss, I guess, MGK's like rebuttal because he gives him the credit for being the goat. Like, he does. Eminem led the way for a lot of people that are not black in hip hop to be in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So you say that, but at the same time, in that same rap, MGK is telling us about you're banning him from Shade Forty Five. You know, you're banning him from, well, not necessarily banning him, but you're giving him a hard time getting on New York radio with Pete Rosenberger. Like, come on. Do we know how true this is? It's in a rap, it's in a rap fact. I mean, it's in the rap song, so it's got to be true. It's, it's something, <laughs> well, let me say this. It's some truth to it. Okay. It may not be the, I believe it. For, what does MGK have to lie about? Like, uh, a bar, is, too. This is, this is, Helpful and it MGK. and it doesn't even and who's to say that somebody didn't just come to MGK and just be like oh yeah Eminem's trying to stop your shit like how do we know this is really fact or just MGK, all speculation? Kelly just might not be good enough to get to these places. It could be right. uh, nigga. You might not be. You can be on. You can be a Twitter rapper and get on Shade Forty Five. Like let's not be clear. Like let, let's just be let's just be completely honest. If I start rapping and my bars were nice, Sway and his people will have me up on the radio show spitting a hot sixteen in the next month or two. So let's not do that because a lot of people, whether you popping or not, you get to roll up and, and do Sway in the morning. And that's no that's no dig, that's no digging Sway. That's no digging Sway at all. I'm not saying that's a watered down station, but come on, Machine Gun Kelly has a lot more talent than some of those people that flow through there and get to do those freestyles. I don't know. Shout out to all the um, up-and-coming rappers. You heard yeah. it first for Tribbles. <laughs> yeah. I, up sway. I, I just don't know if... Uh, I I think Eminem being white does have something to do with A his, lot. It, it, it does play a factor. Eminem is, ludicrous. Eminem is ludicrous if he's black. I, I think Eminem is a little bit more talented and skilled as a rapper. Eminem is ludicrous. 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 Yeah, he's definitely 
Eminem I mean, is better I mean, than you, a lot of black rappers. So yeah, like you, you can't. I feel like people want to place Eminem in this category with just like white rappers, like comparing him to just white no. rappers. And I don't think that's that's a fair no. assessment of his skill level and talent. Like yeah. you, like you listen to like the content and just the way he he raps, like the cadences, the words that he's able to rhyme, all the words that he fits in there. Like Eminem is on par with like twisted when it comes to fast rapping like this thing is act like how you're out here spitting and putting in a lot of words in a very short time and I, I i think if he was black i think he would still be considered one of the better rappers but but he would he would not he would not be a face that's the thing like eminem is a face when you when you speak hip-hop eminem is going to come up in those top the greats type of debates and type of arguments okay yeah. Either way, white or black, right? Like, well, yeah, yeah, white or black. black. Like, that, okay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he can't spit. I think Eminem is great. I just told you he lyrically watched one of my favorite rappers who I consider the greatest of all time. He did that on the track in 2001. Renegade, check it out. Like, I believe that. But what I'm saying is if Eminem was any shade dark, Eminem is literally, in my opinion, like, he's a, he's a white Joe Budden. Like he has those, everybody that signed under Eminem can spit to either at his level or just a tad bit above, but they'll never get that notoriety because you can't market them. Think about it. Like Joe had to do this whole reroute as a media personality for people to start saying, but hey, Joe can rap, but <laughs> hey, rebrand. Joe. Like the rebrand is serious with Joe. Like, I mean, yeah. when he, when, when Joe was, on, was write, writing his albums and coming out with the ordinary love shits and uh dissing other big name rappers and stuff people oh he corny he washed but joe goes back and he rebrands himself as media joe and now niggas giving joe credit for his pen you know what i'm saying i just i just think personally if eminem wasn't white we wouldn't we wouldn't care as much it's some people like like summertime who care about That's the lyrics lot. who care about the bars it's a lot of rappers out there but they're still not gonna drop an album and you wake up in the morning and their banner is going to be changed on apple music or they're going to be number one trending on twitter I think what it is is because is that Kamikaze was such a good ass album. Like Revival sucked. I don't think anybody was like really checking for Revival for real. Like I mean, it did well as you said. I don't know how many copies he no, sold, he went, but he, he, the album is platinum. Like oh shit, well the shit went platinum. However, however, Kamikaze was like on a whole another level, especially with the Paul skits. Like when you listen to those skits, you're like, oh shit, this takes me back to like the Eminem show. Like this takes me back to you know, 99, 2000 Eminem, where he was just like, just spitting. I think that's the difference with Kamikaze of why it's so dope. And then on top of that, of course, he's like the clickbait with dissing Joe Button, who coincidentally he dissed on his birthday. Like, it's also, the timing Joe, of it. Joe's coming back. Like, Joe, like, that's the thing. Joe's not coming back. He's not. Joe, bro, if no. you go on his Instagram right now, like, y'all niggas really sleeping on Joe Button's pen. That's crazy. No, he, I think Joe Budden is phenomenal, but he's retired. Like, I really don't think... No, he's coming... No, the nigga just released, like, three videos of his... Uh, what's it called? The the, the wrap-up or the... Yeah, I think it's called the wrap-up. The pull-up. The pull-up. The pull-up. The pull you're right. The pull-up YouTube series, and he just released the unreleased video from when he sat down with... um, What's his name? Crooked Eye? One of the members of Slaughterhouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just the snippets that he released. Yo, Joe is coming. And when he comes, he's gonna take he's gonna take a whole uh, a whole heap of people with him. I don't think he's I, I would love to back. see. 
Yeah, I would. I mean, I trust me. I would love to see a Joe Budden and Eminem like beef, like rap beef, because that shit would just be like, oh my god. Well, first off, before Joe even gets on the pen, he's gonna he's gonna say it on the podcast. Shout out to the Joe Budden podcast. I think they're recording tomorrow. Um, so he's gonna get he's gonna he's gonna make it make sense on the podcast. Then we're gonna get bars. I think he's just nah, gonna, just gonna talk about it. He's just gonna yeah. he's just gonna break it down, do a deep dive, and just you know give his side of the story or give his facts and. That's really all listeners of the committee podcast. When Joe Budden responds, I just want you, I just want you to tag. I just want you to tag the committee podcast page and put hashtag Tribbles was right. Like that's all I'm gonna say. You can keep holding your breath, but Joe's not responding. He's in his bag with the media shit. Shout out to him and Spotify. He literally, he the video said, "Crooked." I asked him. He said, "Why you keep letting niggas come at you on wax? Like, why would I release that clip of the video?" Like a video, like a, of an interview that's been recorded for It months. makes for good content. It made you click on it. I follow, it, I, it made you want to watch it. I follow Joe Button regardless. I love Joe Button. I'm going to support Joe Button regardless of what nah, he that's does. So, that's facts. So I can't but, even say that video made me click on it. But, nah, ev- that's real. but everybody, around, I, I will say this as well. Everyone around Joe is making the same numbers that I'm making. So that's all I'm going to say. But, I, just don't, I just don't see what Joe gains from doing that though. Because he's not really, he's not out here rapping. He keeps on saying he's retired. Like, I mean, Eminem dissing him what, like that what is, is. What does Eminem gain for dissing Joe Budden? You get, you get, I mean, you think about it, you diss people when they're at their height. Like, this rebranding of Joe Button is a serious thing in hip hop right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people, when, when people like me in the beginning, I'm like, yo, Joe Button, a gatekeeper of hip hop, niggas laughing at me. Now you can go Google it. A lot of people are saying, like, oh, he's a, a gatekeeper of hip hop now. So it's like, no, Joe Budden's always been a fave. Like he's always been a voice for the voiceless. Like, so it's like, so my question to y'all is like, okay, if I'm Eminem, I dropped Revival in 2017. I'm Revival came out December 15th, so we ain't even a year. We we're not even at a year anniversary of Revival. Why am I putting out this album? Why am I putting out this album now? And why am I coming at the people that I'm coming at? Like you talk about well, Joe- he said it though. Because because everybody was talking shit about revival and I feel like he it was got a sensitive. Album. Yeah, but I mean niggas is sensitive about that craft. Like he, he was really know. sensitive about it. He, he was, was super sensitive, sensitive as fuck. So he was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna make a whole album just dissing the media. And he said that like on the first song, like he has an issue with the media. And unfortunately, because Joe rebranded himself as Media Joe, he's a part of that, especially all the shit that he was talking on on Everyday Struggle about Eminem, more nobody checking for him, da 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 da. Because it's you the know. truth. The truth hurts, nigga. Hey. The truth well, hurts. I, you I, can pen and write some material. So what you did, so what you did. But it makes sense. That. But but what? if the question is, is why, that's why. I mean, it makes sense. I, I, mean, I think it, it was. Sense. I think it was more heard about revival getting trashed because it was one of the albums that he made, like when he was sober. It was one of the few that he did sober, for, and for him to, you know, kind of he kind of put himself out there on a couple of songs. And he did it you know, to himself. His lead single, his three lead singles, "Walk on Water" with fucking Beyonce, which was trash. I love Beyonce, trash song. I disagree with that. Uh, the next single was with uh, Ed Sheeran. The third single was with uh, Kehlani. Like, what the fuck? Who was in Eminem's camp saying like, yo, you're going to kill the game with these three features? Like, I can give you the Beyonce one. You may try to get some of the Beehive and, you know, people that folks were heard to listen on. But Ed Sheeran and, and Kaylani, like, who are you trying to, are you rapping to your fan base? The niggas that was on Steel Dre, the Marshall Mathers LP? Or are you talking to Haley's little college friends and shit by putting these pop features on this album? 
So you can't be mad that hip hop didn't embrace a clearly pop driven rap album. Like get the fuck out of here, Eminem. Grow up. Nah, people don't do that. Fuck that. Like there, there's there's no there's we can't expect these these people to be sensitive about their their craft. Like if if I were to, if we were to put out a podcast and people were like if everybody was like yo that shit was garbage, it, I would feel a way about it. And if I had a way to tell people about it, I would like. If somebody said, yo, this episode was garbage as fuck, I'm going to say, hey, what was garbage about it? And then try to rearrange how I do certain things that I feel like that criticism was needed. I'm not going to then get on a podcast and say, fuck, at, fill in the blank. Like, I'm I mean, not going to do, like, do that. can't do that. Eminem can't go to everybody like, hey, why did you not like my album? Why didn't you like my song? Like, he can't do that. Nigga, you, Joe Budden, you, you got to know who... You got to know who we're talking about, too. We're talking about Eminem. He's not the most, you know, stable, responsible person. Like, Joe he's Budden kind of Joe, a... Joe Budden, you are signing off on some of Joe Budden's checks. How, how you can, you're not telling me you can't pick up the phone and shoot a text like, I see you went hard on Everyday Struggle about Revival. Like, what was it? I mean, Come sometimes on. you want to express yourself. Fuck out of here. Eminem, Eminem is an emotional, bipolar-ass nigga, and he still wouldn't be shit if he wasn't white. I said it. That's Dad. crazy. Dad. You're fucking Damn. bugging. <laughs> and, and Tribbles, this I is said what I'm it. saying. You're bugging because I said Eminem it. is dope regardless if he's white or not. I, I Again, you run this tape back. I never said he wasn't dope. I never said that he couldn't spit. But you keep adding in the... the I'm saying he if he, he I'm wasn't saying, white. And I believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. How many how many dope lyricists are out? You got people like Saha the Prince. You don't know who the fuck that is unless you are into rap music and you know real what real rap is. You don't know who Saha is. You don't know who John Connor is. You don't know who Joyner Lucas is outside of I'm Not a Racist. You don't know these. You don't know lyricists, but you know Eminem. Why do you know Eminem? Why do why don't we? Because he's one of the he's a legendary rapper from Detroit. And we we can't dismiss the fact that Eminem has got on, like you said, he's got on tracks with great rappers and been the better rapper. If you're a black artist and you get on a track with Jay-Z and you watch him, that's that boosts you. Like how many other rappers can we say watch Jay-Z on a track outside of Eminem? Like how what what is that list? It's Eminem and and who else? Beyonce. That's what we're Kanye <laughs> West, you know you. No, you, okay. no, you yeah, start, yeah. no. Watch the throne, yeah, did, yeah, got him. On but, the but that's the thing, like you start looking at the list, and Jay Z has collaborated with a lot of rappers. He's been on the track with like Ludacris, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne. A lot of these rappers haven't been able to get over on Jay Z, and one of the few, if there's probably only five rappers that have out rapped Jay Z on a track, and Eminem is one of them, and that's a big deal. If I, he was black, it would be a big deal too. It, most definitely. As of recent, I want to point it out, Kendrick did a really, really, really good job. I think on the, uh, was it Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe remix, although he did go yes. back and rewrite his verse. Yes, he did. Point that out. <laughs> and he went back and rewrote it, but he did He was like, really whoa, let me go back. Let me go it back was a really, this. really good job. Again, <laughs> listeners, I, I, I hear you. I understand. I've been, I've been watching all the tweets. I've been sitting back. I haven't said anything about it on Twitter. I'm reading the tweets. I'm just saying if he wouldn't be this big, I'm not, I'm not saying that he would have never watched jay-z if he was a black man I'm not saying that he probably he probably could still do it now if he get on a on a decent track yeah. and they go I, bar for bar he probably could still do it i'm just saying apple music banners wouldn't be changed uh number one trending topic on twitter going platinum with lead singles with ed sharon and 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 Kaylani. that's not happening for i, I do agree not, that i do agree that eminem wouldn't have sold as many records out the gate had he been black I, I agree with that. Because he was white, he's able to 
reach a different audience that other artists aren't able to get to. So I, I do agree with that. But as far as how people regard him, as far as being a lyricist and a rapper, I think he'd still be mentioned. Yeah, I don't even care if he was black. He will he'll still be, be. He'll be mentioned, but he, I'm telling you, he's not going to be the face. Like, honestly, Eminem is a face of hip hop. Eminem would he not deserves be to be though. Like he's not trash. He's not like he deserves to be the face. So all, like, he so deserves all that. the people like some. So some of the names Did I you watch like, Eight Mile. We've seen his story. <laughs> <laughs> first, first, fuck, we're not gonna get into that. But, but no, but like I'm saying, so you you know who Saha is, right? Yeah, for sure. Shout you out know, to Indiana. you know who Saha is, right? Uh, Snippy. Yep, sure do. Okay, we all three of us will agree that Eminem is better than Saha the Prince. But listen to what I. But why? But why is that though? Why because he's that? a better rapper. Yeah. Nothing to do with him being white, but just and, off the strength that he's si- a better fucking rapper. Saha only has one album out. He didn't have a big song like My Name what is, is like. What do you? My mean? Name is. No, is he, got, well, he has more than one project. Come on now. Don't do no, as like far that. as like he has mixtapes, he doesn't have like an album. He has one album that just came out. Because he's not. Because they can't get any label push behind him. Because Eminem taking all the fucking press money. No, he <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All the all the uh, uh, advances. Like he's not. Eminem is not on like this super high pedals. He's not like on a Jay Z status he, as far as hip hop. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you as far as relevance, as far as relevance, and as far as relevance and making moves, as far as relevance is making moves, he's not. Niggas is like you know because what you have already said in the beginning of this podcast was that nobody is fucking checking for Eminem. Like they're still not young niggas are still not checking for Eminem. But he still wanted. I never, I never said nobody was checking for. I'm saying if Eminem was black. No one would have been checking for him. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that he would not be marketable. He would not, he you would not wake up on Friday morning and all your title playlists are dedicated to Eminem. All of your Apple music banners, your Spotify playlists are dedicated right. to Eminem. Right. So that means not that he's, not like he's sucking up resources. He's not like killing. He's not, he's not, his songs are not constantly being played as part of the six songs on the radio. They're they're just not. I don't hear Eminem every day. I hear Drake ass every day. I hear Jay-Z ass every day. I'm not hearing Eminem every day. Oh, ape shit? Yeah. No. Like, I I would love to hear Jay-Z every day on my local radio station. (laughs) But, I mean, still, like, as far as relevance, I mean, Eminem isn't as relevant as he was 10 years ago. He's just not. This is how this is how I'm gonna close out this segment. In the words of Lenithia Leaks of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Again, I, I said, said what I said. <laughs> that's some bullshit though. Jules, that's some bullshit. I you said... really can't tell me is not fucking dope because he's like because he's a great rapper, black or white. And his relevance has gone down over the last 10 years. What are you saying? This nigga got on a BET cipher and he was on fucking CNN because he was talking about Donald Trump. But so is Rhapsody because if if um who else is in a cipher that fucking year? I don't know I, who who knows if anybody else in that cipher would have gotten that cipher would have said fuck Donald Trump CNN won the buzz no nobody would have buzz but because it was a white man well okay from that standpoint yes in that small little moment in that well, small now, moment now, now we're gonna take away CNN's a small moment guys. <laughs> no it's not that no that was a moment but that was a moment that was a media moment and it, it only made it only made sense that people cared because he was white because of the topic the content that he was fucking talking Boom, about like talking he aligned about. himself well that's because he's a white man that aligned himself with the black people which he should have 
I mean, he is a part of our culture, so he should have said nothing other than like because he wants he wanted y'all to keep buying them the album. Shout out to Revival and Kamikaze. So, oh gosh, <laughs> but on Kamikaze, did he even say shit about Trump? Like he wasn't even on that. No, he wasn't Donald, even in that bag. No, Donald Trump was definitely mentioned on this album. Um, what song did he mention his ass? Give on? me one second. Somebody say something so we don't have this awkward pause on our podcast. <laughs> and I'm gonna, the point okay, is, is that. Go. Here we go. He said, was quick. It was so very quick. Quick. quick as fuck. Quick as fuck. It was on the ringer, I think. Yes, it was on the ringer, allegedly. And uh, what did M said? He said, but I think it's working. These verses are making me a wee bit nervous. And he's too scared to answer me with words because he oh, knows yeah. he's he will lyrically get murdered. But I know at least he's heard because Agent Orange just sent the Secret Service to meet me in person to see if I really think of hurting him or ask if I'm linked to terrorists. So, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, it's not, um, okay, I stand corrected. Hmm. Shout out to to Real Time Fact Check. However, oh, we here. (laughs) All right, I mean, but the point is, is that it's not like he, he wasn't on his oh political i mean he was fucking eminem like that's the thing he was being slim shady and true slim shady form it is 2018 and what made us a trending topic was the fact that it's 2018 and slim shady is back not as you has know, to do him line he's in the, the ringer like nah it's because he's fucking vicious with the pen hmm uh, well, I hope all of our listeners enjoy Kamikaze and Eminem. I'm just gonna stick to OM and. So you're not re-listening to Kamikaze like that is old M. This is the part. This is this is kind of this is this is this is what I wanted. Honestly, this is what I'm, Eminem I'm, did. But, but as a, I'm like I'm just I'm just saying it as like that. I don't. I honestly I respect who he is. There's a lot of people in the game. I respect. I understand what marks and what level that they made into into the industry because I wouldn't be a fan of hip hop if I didn't. But Eminem's not on my let me go listen to list of artists. Like he's just not. He was not mine either until Kamikaze released. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just not. I fucking lo- I listen he to Renegade daily. Why are you hating on Kamikaze? I don't get it. I'm not hating on great I, album. I great I, I, it's just not it's just not michael it's not my cup of tea i'm not just gonna say oh i want to hear hip-hop today let me press play on comic that's crazy that is wild i mean my 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 thing about what, what eminem did on kamikaze this is what i want from j cole this is what i want from Nicki minaj i want them to get well especially j cole j, i need j cole to do this because kod is uh the light version of kamikaze like KOD is J. Cole trying to make trap beats. Eminem is a quote-unquote producer. So instead of Eminem trying to go in there and create trap beats, he got trap producers. He got a beat from Mike Wilmady. He got a beat from Boy One. He got Tay Keith. He got these guys that can make legit... Yeah, he got legit producers that can make the exact sound he's going for. And he was, and Eminem on a trap beat is something that I didn't know that I wanted. And now that I've heard it, I'm like, yeah, I want some more of that. So yeah. I would, I would prefer. This is what I want from J Cole. Like J Cole needs to get on the phone with these other producers and say, hey, give me some hot shit so I can just rip one. Let me just rip some bars on your on your fire ass beats. That's it. And Eminem was able to do that. J Cole needs to do that. J Cole, stop producing beats. Just stop. Yeah, done. we're done. Like, come on, man. 
He's not going to, unfortunately. I mean, he's not. I mean, he and he doesn't have to because you look at the you look at the numbers he does. He goes he goes platinum regardless. It doesn't matter. J Cole's going to do J Cole numbers, but I feel like for him to go to the next level, he needs to have someone else come in there and focus on the beat so he can just focus on giving us the best. You've been saying that since day one, though. I remember our 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 discussion on KOD. You said the same shit. Like he's not a good he's not a good producer. I'm sorry. He's okay. He's not great. Like, yeah, he's not, it's just he's boring. Not, he's not who we think he is. Um, I just people, want people thought he was Kanye West. Like he ain't that. He's not, so ain't that. okay, so triples. Okay, back to him. And, okay, what <laughs> is your issue with Kamikaze? I just need I, to understand. I, I do not have an issue with Kamikaze. I don't. It's it's, okay. like, it's like my thing with Drake. I don't. I can't sit here and say I hate. I hate Drake, and I can't say that I can say like, oh well, he hasn't done anything for hip hop. I I acknowledge everything you do. You're just not who I go to press play to, like when I want to hear something. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a bad album. I, I want everybody to go listen to it. I think it's a really, 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 okay. really strong album. I, but you wouldn't press play again. It's just not for me on an everyday or a consistent, consistent consumption. Wow. That's all I'm saying. Well, okay? I, I know for me, my only complaints about this album was it. I feel like it should have been an EP. Like you take away, yeah. you take away the the radio singles like you take good guy normal yeah he get the nice fuck guy out of here. and venom, venom? You take, yeah. take those songs off take there, them out yeah this shit is just straight bars and yeah dope beats and that's what i, I was just I gonna say that. that yeah that's my only complaint about this album is like those like normal not like we didn't need that damn like that you're you, he, he was fishing on that one he's fishing for radio play it's not it, it may work i'm not gonna listen to those songs again every time he gets to good guy Nice guy, I skip it. What nah. once it gets to Venom, I'm done. Like I'm not listening to those songs again. I'm listening to the to the songs where he's rapping and he's going at people's necks. That's it. That's all I want from him. Yeah, I was gonna ask y'all what what was like y'all top. I don't know. Is this the part where we say top five? Because I I haven't laid it out. Top five tracks. Yeah. Do you have a top five triples? I mean, at this I point. Don't, I don't. I was going to leave that to you on my Oh, my head. God. <laughs> like, I literally, God. I listened to everything twice. I listened to the album two times, and that's been it. That's it? Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. I've listened, like, when I when I say I listened to it twice, I listened to it twice as a whole. Now, I had, like I said, I did run a couple tracks back. I did have to catch some of those bars that niggas were saying was getting dissed. So, I've heard the songs more than twice. But, as far as sitting down as a complete project, I've only listened to it twice. Hmm. Uh, so you guys can go with your five. I'll, I'll I don't. I don't have five. I just did three because I mean, there's not that many songs on here. But I mean, just the first song, "The Ringer," that is one of the best technically rap songs I've heard in a good while. Like that, he really was rapping his ass off. Yeah. Uh, the Ringer. Um, why am I? Tri- oh, not a like. With the was that that was Royce. With Royce? Yeah, but Roy and Royce. Yeah. Royce is one of those. You know, like if you need bars, Royce is the guy you go to. Um, and Kamikaze. All right. So I guess I'm the only one that like, I like rappers, man. I like rap. So I have a top five. Um, definitely in no particular order. Fall, Not Alike, Lucky You, The Ringer, and The Greatest. And Greatest is a good one, but I also like Not Alike. So it's between those two. But those are on repeat. Those have been on repeat. I ran five miles to the ringer. I put that shit on repeat. Like I don't, I don't understand. I'm at a loss. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I don't, 
I don't know what I said. I like I have <laughs> I have yet to say anything bad about this album. I, if I have, it just sounds like hate. It's not hate. It's not for me, and that's fine. Like I love that you are into it. Be, listen, listen to it some more for me. Like listen, yeah. to it. it's not. It's that's just not what I'm gonna do for my personal ears. You know, I may run. I may run it back next week for you. I'll let you know. Maybe. Yeah, let me know if you run it back. Let me know. Maybe he'll change change your mind. We'll hear when look look, promo time. We'll hear at our end of the year wrap up. Um, you know, wrap wrap up if it creeps in my top five, top ten. Yeah, we shall see. I saw a post about what's what was the best album that came in August. Um, I don't. What all came out in August? (laughs) So much music. Uh, It's all a lot of stuff. I we'll, guess Nikki and we'll and, say like we'll save that for another day because I yeah. can't even tell you what what's going to be in August. <laughs> no, that's um, I can I can already tell you I can already tell you Kamikaze will not be in my top ten as far as albums of this year. Really, it's mm, good. It's fair. not in my top too, but 10. it's too many. It's too many good albums this year. Um, yeah. But I wanted to say really really quick before we switch topics. Like every time I hear Tay Keith, like his producer drop, I instantly think I'm a light skin but I'm still a dark nigga. I don't know. I. I want to I want to say shout out to the committee podcast because slowly but surely like you guys have increased my Nikki and um, Drake intake like I fucking listen to sicko mode every goddamn day and I I be Bruh, like, sicko mode sicko is... mode is literally top ten best tracks that I heard this year like I all three beats Astro World is top three I know we gotta wait for that but yeah, I don't yeah. know if we really gave Astro World the proper attention. We may have to because... do an Astro World episode, an Ashton Travis episode, because that. Yeah. I mean, excuse me, Travis Scott. I love to call him Ashton Travis. Shout out to Ashton Travis. If you don't know who he is, Google him. Um. Now, sicko mode. That's shout out to the shout out to this podcast, guys. You guys are maybe look. Maybe in a few weeks, I'll be like, oh my gosh! Every time I hear Take Keep, I think about Eminem. But we'll see. We'll, no, nah, I, I doubt it. Nothing really beats the I'm a like I have a light skin, but I'm still a dog. Yeah, yeah nothing beats that <laughs> after after blackface. Nothing after blackface, like really top, top ten cringeworthy lines. But anyway, so also this weekend, outside of our surprise Eminem release, we had Made in America, which was um in Philadelphia, sponsored by the good folks at Rock Nation and Tidal and. All, all of, all of Jay Z's ventures, like every, everything. Jay Z, all, all your cousins, all my cousins, like every Jay Z venture was at Made in America. So Puma, Duce, everyone was there. But headlining, surprisingly, was Post Malone and Nicki Minaj. Um, when I saw that, I instantly said I was not going to Made in America. Hence, that's why I didn't say I went. Um, but last, I think it was like maybe two weeks before the show, they announced a special set by Kendrick Lamar. I think they were kind of struggling getting getting the atmosphere back to where Made in America kind of started off to. So I just think Post Malone and Nicki Minaj, like ideally you would think they would sell it out and pack it out. But I just think with Nicki going through her own issues right now and then just Post Malone is really big as far as like streaming numbers and shit like that. But I don't really think he has that gravitational pull that his numbers kind of show. Um, But they had Kendrick come out. Who else was there? Belly also performed. Um, he announced that he's dropping a new album on October 12th called Immigrant. Um, Miguel and Ty Dolla Sign also performed this weekend. Fat Joe, they actually said Fat the agent or the people that booked Fat Joe said that they brought him 
to school the youth. Um, so uh, Fat Joe was in his bag, essentially performing some of his hits. What um, exactly does school the youth mean from Fat Joe? Um, um, he, no, he, play, he plays his hit, but he also playing Biggie, playing Tupac, of course, Big Pun, Big L. Like okay. He kind of walked that crowd through what hip hop truly is because in that same festival on that same stage they also had a uh, little Zan or Skies I think it was I think it was little Skies that was there not little Zan sorry they're all they all look alike and they go together um who else oh Meek this was Meek's first performance in Philly since being released and he tore the fucking stage up I actually sat down and watched Meek set Meek I, it sounds bad, but Jail did Meek good in a lot of ways, like from music to looks to everything. I'm in love with Meek right now. So um, <laughs> I don't, I, this sounds bad, but shout out to Jail and Meek Mill. I love them together. I, I love what's become outside of once he's been released. Um, and of course, like I said, Nikki was the headliner and I actually took time to sit down and watch her set. She brought out ASAP Ferg. She also brought out Takashi 69 and the baddest bitch of them all, Little Uzi. Um, but notably, I guess the headline for Nicki Minaj's set was her wardrobe malfunction. Both of Nicki Minaj's breasts were exposed during a good number of her performance. Um, she says it was a malfunction. I think it was just clickbait so that we can talk about her this weekend or today. I think so too. Uh, because if you see the videos and KJ, I know you're going to look anyway. Um, just search Nicki Minaj. He's the one that told me about it. <laughs> Shout out to KJ. Um, if you watch the videos or the clips of it, it just seems like, first off, her clothes were just too entirely too short. Like, this is not slut shame or anything. I know that the committee covered Ariana's dress at the funeral um, this past week, but not any slut shame. The clothes she had on just were too little. Like, it just was, it didn't fit. Um, so the fact that her breast was out, her ass was literally coming out like, I think Nikki did that. I won't say like intentionally, intentionally, but I don't think she cared to cover it up either. It, it, you know, it could have just naturally happened, but she she did not look like Janet Jackson when a nip slip happened. She was just like, oh, let me continue to rap with both hands on the mic and not cover my chest up while I rap to these, you know, 16, 17 year old children that are in front of me right now. But my thing is, I know she felt the breeze. She had to. She had to, but I mean, she was she was probably in a zone. She probably, you know, you're not really thinking about that. About I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But to you don't care. You like no. Her. As a woman, you're definitely thinking about that. That's actually the only thing that you're probably thinking about, other than oh I shit, mean, I can't fuck up it, my lyrics. It does it does happen though. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, she was wearing a very tight fitting low shirt, and she's very t she's top heavy. So I mean, it happens. It's, 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 I think it was an accident because if she were to do it on purpose, I don't think she gains anything from that because people automatically say, it's yo, everything. it's clickbait. She's not getting anything exactly. from that. But, she, but, now, but now you're in the headlines yet again. Like, that's what you want. Like, I don't care what anybody say. All press is, is good press, okay? And so Nikki right now, Nikki is feeding into I'm the bad guy role type thing. This negative press she's probably getting about this nip slip is great for her. Great for her fans. More fuel for their fire to... You know, um, I actually didn't really take a look, but that was like the trending thing. Like for her during her set, I searched the title hashtag, and they just continued to talk about her um her breast being exposed. So, um, as far as the performance itself, it wasn't as good as the VMAs because I really enjoyed Nikki's VMA performance. Um, 
but it also wasn't bad. They had a twerk contest on stage. Um, I don't know if that's something she's going to incorporate in her new in her show. Shows coming up, she had a twerk contest where she paid women to twerk, and they made like two, three hundred dollars. So, you know, shout out to women power empowerment and twerkers all you know all around the world. But when did women empowerment become twerking? When Nick when Nikki made Queen, (laughs) everything about Queen is just so like crosswired. But this is a chance. This is an opportunity for her to make her tour better than what it was going to be because. If we're if we're being honest, the song with her in future is not that good. That's not no. a song that you want to have uh, as part of as part of the uh, the big song where both of the headliners come out and do that because that's not a, it's not a great song. It's not a good song. It's an okay song, I guess. But this is an opportunity for her to snatch up someone like Lil Uzi Vert or that know, would be maybe, that would be cool. Yeah, just it's this is this is I I look at the I look at future not you know, continue to go on the tour with her as a as a blessing in disguise if she takes advantage of it. She needs to find someone that people want to hear from, that her audience wants to hear from, and that's a, that could be a good look for her. Like, obviously, I think she should probably try to have, like, a female rapper that's up and coming, but she also needs to have another star. Maybe not a, as big of a star as her, but... Maybe like an up and comer, up and comer like Louis Vert. Louis Vert's a he's still up and coming, right? He's yeah, not, yeah, he's yeah. not. I mean, he's he's peaking, but he's not like there. He's yeah, not. But he, she, this is. I feel like it's an opportunity for her to bring someone else along that could kind of turn this narrative around on her. Because you know, her going with Takashi Six Nine, that's just that 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 hurts. It doesn't look right. It I think for me, it, I think what would have worked for both for all parties is if Nikki and Drake would have toured in Migos and Future. I think that Yeah. That, that was like those a- were sold out concert worthy like things. Because I mean if you think about it Who closes? Nick- uh huh. Who closes? I mean, you do it you if, if you go like if like perfect example for those who attended the on the run concert. Although I'm a Jay Z fan so it really felt like a Jay Z show with Will Spurt to Beyonce. But they literally co- they coexisted. They made it work together. I think Drake and Nicki have what two or three songs together or you know within I guess like within features and all of that. They could have made that transition work. You know what I'm saying? Like Nicki does a set, transition into a song they have together with Drake. Nicki disappears in the background. Drake does a few songs. Nicki comes out and do another. You know like that's essentially what Beyonce and Jay-Z did throughout that tour. It was like, hey, you know, Jay-Z's going to come out. He's going to do his set. But we have On the Run together. We have O3, Bonnie and Clyde. We have Deja Vu. So we're going to come out and do those things. Mm-hmm. Beyonce sings her song. Jay-Z fades to the background. Beyonce does her set. Now we're going to do Ape Shit. You know, either, even though Ape Shit was at the end. But we're going to do Ape Shit. Now Jay-Z raps his verse. And now he stays out while I go change. So I think it could have worked. It could have coexisted. But I just think... Nikki was being very ambitious with grabbing future because if you think about it outside of casual casual listeners no true Nikki stand is a a future stand and vice versa you know you may know some so I'm not saying future our future fans don't know Nikki music or vice versa but as far as like the the likelihood that a future fan and amigos fan is the same person yeah that's a lot more that's a lot more highly like yeah so I I just think I, th- I think this is a good opportunity for uh, Nicki Minaj and Eminem to go on tour. Who wants to 
See, like, I, like, I, cause honestly, oh, I'm, here comes the hatred. I'm not hating on Eminem, but again, how, like, how does that correlate? Like, that's just two, that's two totally ends of the spectrum. I hated the Justin Timberlake Jay Z tour. I didn't go to that show. It was just two ends of the spectrum that should not come together. I don't, I don't know if that's the case, cause like we, we had the the barbs on, what two episodes ago. One of them yeah. said that Eminem is his favorite rapper of all time. Like one, they, one they have, out of a few. Yeah, but they they also have chemistry. They've worked on two songs together. I I feel like they have a some they have. I feel like they have more chemistry than a Nicki and Future tour. Like I'd be more interested uh, in seeing. I I me personally, I would rather see Nicki Minaj and Eminem on tour than Nicki Minaj and Future. I think Nicki Minaj and Eminem go together better sonically and the way their personalities are they're both able to rap pretty fast like i think eminem and, and Nicki minaj fit. i don't know who i want Nicki onto it but i don't think eminem or future works i and i'm and the thing about it is i'm really banking on Nicki to find someone good for this north american leg because i'm actually considering going to the show I, I i want to embrace my newfound barbieism or whatever i, I think eminem, i think eminem could slip in there i think it's a possibility i don't i think it's a possibility because wow. he just dropped a new album like he's He's probably gonna have to go on tour. I don't know if he's gonna tour this because this is, I mean, he's rapidly rapping on this one, so this is gonna be a hard album tour. I think uh, Nikki should just call Khaled and her and Khaled no, go to different no, teams. No, and Khaled no, just no, brings, listen. No. Khaled, Ka- listen. Khaled has done two of Beyonce shows. Uh, he did the Formation World Tour, and he's on tour now with her now, and it works, okay? Because I love Chloe and Halle alone, but they were not doing it for openers. But when DJ Khaled comes out and he's playing his hits, he's D- he's physically getting up there and DJ, and then he's bringing those surprise guests. You are going up like that's a that's a level intensity that you want. You want your guests to be at that level when Nicki Minaj, when your Beyonce and Jay Z's walk out. You already are at. I was at a ten. You know what I'm saying? And we had like for my tour, the special guests were Monica, CeeLo Green. Like we, you know, we were not even getting a lot of the heavy hitters that a lot of other 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 major cities got. So imagine with that, you know, and this is no disrespect to Monica or CeeLo Green or Freeway. And King Combs, I think, was there. Like, it's no not to them, but like having those caliber artists like just come out and have that arena where they were by the time that Beyonce and Jay Z got out there. Like, you would want. I feel like every artist should want that type of intensity. Like, you when that video dropped for Beyonce and Jay Z, people were already standing up because Khaled had everybody on their feet for a good twenty to thirty minutes during that concert. So, I think if Nicki wants, because Nicki doesn't like to share the spotlight. Like, let's just be clear. So if Nikki don't want to share the spotlight and she wants to hype her crowd up, I'm saying Nikki call Khaled. If Nikki calls Khaled, I'm for sure in the building whenever she comes in my area. So that's me. But um, any more any more remarks on on Nikki Minaj? Oh, I'm sorry. Also, I forgot to mention I, I meant to put her first, but Janelle Monae also performed for uh, Made in America. She did an amazing job. Both Beyonce and Jay Z loved her performance. I actually saw videos of them like grooving out to her music. So big shout out to Janelle Monae and the uh, Dirty Computer album, which was great, 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 yes. great album. Great, yes, it was great. Um, yeah. She has the talent to kind of take over the music industry if she wants to. Because, yeah. I mean, we talked about it before. She took a five-year break to do acting and being a cover girl and stuff like that. But and she killed comes, those. She killed that, too. Yeah. <laughs> what an Oscar. Was yeah. nominated in two movies. But uh, when it comes to music, if she wants to be that person, like, be number one, be the person that we talk about, 
be in that conversation, she has the talent to do it. Okay. Um, so I know it feels like every episode I talk about these young ladies. Every um, episode. But I promise this is an alley-oop for another great topic that I feel like we should cover today. So uh, last week, I think it was, the City Girls, shout out to Carisha, aka Young Miami, and Jatavia, uh, Free JT, hashtag Free JT. They released oh their documentary <laughs> with, um, with Mass Appeal called Point Blank Period, which was a 25, 26 minute documentary that- Can we not call this a documentary? That's a commercial. They that call, was not a documentary. <laughs> they called it a documentary, so we're gonna call you. You know, we're gonna call it what they call it. So twenty, they did a twenty-six minute documentary, which kind of showed, will showcase one where they came from. They also spoke a little bit on JT's legal situation and kind of how everything came about um, in regards to like that whole transition with her going to jail, especially with it coming at, I guess, like at the start the start slash kind of like heightened part of the career because I think it was a week or a couple of days after um in my feelings dropped she had to report to prison so for most people being on a number one rap album with probably one of the biggest rap stars that we have out today that would be a joyous time for everybody but this documentary was full of tears and sadness because JT went off to prison but we found out through the documentary that she was sentenced to two years but bearing that she has good behavior inside she will be released and I think in six to seven months so this was June she went in so maybe a December January release prayfully cross fingers hope so type thing but um did anyone else besides I know I watched it twice but Twice? Oh my god! Oh my god! No, why do you want to sit here and talk about Eminem? No, Come I wa- first time I just told you I do everything twice. So <laughs> second of all, I watched it the second time today to make sure I had everything that was covered, just in case people didn't want to watch it. So I mean, it was twenty six minutes. I watched it on a run, literally. So whatever, but I mean, it was all right. I feel like it wasn't a documentary. I was really looking forward to like some in-depth like look into them. And I feel like all I got was, oh, JT's going to jail. Fuck these niggas. I'm a scammer and now I got to do my time within 26 <laughs> minutes. So I don't know. And I, and I say this as I'm not like a Cedar Girl stan. I do like their music. I like the one mixtape they did have. But I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I think they can be replaced personally. So um, I don't know. I I hope she gets out within the next six months because Cash Doll and fuck out of here. I I, I love Cash Doll, but let's not do that. Let's not. Let's not start. Oh come on! City girls can be re the fuck placed. I'm not saying they. I'm not saying they can be replaced. You you start off with Cash Doll, like Cash Doll, nigga. The Yo, they're like, oh, and I love, and let's 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 put it out here. I love Cash Doll. I fuck with Cash Doll. But so Cash you think Doll, Cash Doll is better Cash than City Girls? Is the, the, the Cash Doll is the hill that you ready to die on. That's gonna quote unquote replace City Girls. Cash Doll. That's the hill. No. Is that the hill they we can die on? They could be replaced by virtually any. I could be. You could replace City Girls if I, we I just decided to become ratchet enough. I don't rap. I don't rap. <laughs> I'm just saying so. though. But here's and then here's my thing yes, with City no, Girls is that what I can say I <laughs> I respect how they do know they the little bit that I did get from them it seems like they paid attention 
to their foremothers, like the Foxys, the Kims, the, you know, they did pay attention to the history of hip hop, which I was shocked by. They knew about a little bit of that, but I was just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm personally not a fan of, 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 of fucking scammers. So, uh, I'm like, whatever. On you that. listen, to, you, Do you listen to Rick Ross music? I do. He's a scammer too. I'm still gonna listen to their music. I've never listened to their music, but fuck her. I'm not. I'm not saying free JT. Her ass needs to be in jail. Free free JT. Hey yo, why are we freeing? I don't. I don't understand why niggas be like, oh, free my nigga when they did the crime, like. Yo, you say podcast digging up R. Kelly and he been raping little girls. I just okay. told Marcus before this podcast. Right? I was like, yo. All she did was try to fat in her pocket. She ain't hurt nobody. Fuck out of here. She, she scammed the dead dude. Like, yeah, she did not scam no dead nigga. That was a whole, that was a well, twins. She, she, that was a Claremont twins. Come on now. Put some respect on. JT out here getting some extra money by filing some kids on some on some goddamn taxes like everybody oh on TV. Oh, that's what she did. I thought she okay. So I'm mixing her up with the with the twins. Oh, okay, so she did. Look at this man. Oh, uh, so she just added some extra money on her. Oh, she she scammed the government. Yeah, yeah, she scammed. Like who the fuck? Fuck the government. Oh, okay, don't take this podcast down, government. Oh, niggas do that shit every day. <laughs> nah, you're right. Right, low key. Nah, niggas do that shit every day. I legit was confused on her with um with the with the twins though. I thought yeah, the cl- nah, the Claremont. Nah, yeah, nah, that ain't JT. Whoa, uh, Ooh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's so many scammers out here. I can't keep up. It's the culture now, you know. Oh, uh, okay. So that changes things a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, then I kind of take back what I said then. Yeah, I guess. Freedom. I guess it is a little free JT just because she scammed the government, but I don't know. I will say that was one of the things I did pick up from the uh, quote unquote documentary is how they talked about other female rappers that when they got on, they were kind of brought up by another male rapper like Lil' Kim mm-hmm. and Foxy Brown, Trina, and City Girls, they didn't have that. Cardi B? You don't think Drake, her. you don't think Drake brought them well, out? No, because niggas was not checking for City not, Girls not, no, I, I, that I, song. I'll, I'll talk about me personally. Me personally, I listened to their album before their album came A out. A lot of people did though. The thing about it was uh, with the City uh, Girls, they had they had the local, they had the people that seek out female rap on their team. They also had um, the the LGBT community, which I don't think a lot of people pay attention to their buying power, but they feed a lot into a lot of these rap girls. You know what I'm saying? So way yeah. when the th- the fact is, this is how I would I would rebuttal that statement that people didn't know who they were to the Drake song. When Drake album released, they were trending number two. Drake did not list them as features on that album. If you go, if you go look right now on the credits, it's no city girls, none of their real names. They're not listed as credited artists. But the fact on that night, and it said in the documentary, and I remember seeing it that day of like it was Drake trending number one and City Girls was number two. So like to say that they didn't have an impact beforehand, like because niggas want to know who they were. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I when I first I guess discovered the City Girls. It, it was from Twitter. Like I was just on Twitter, and I just saw City Girls t- trending, and I was like, "What the fuck is the City Girl? Like, what is this?" And I, I did a little digging, and I found out they had an album out. I went and listened to it. I was like, "This just kind of banging though." And I listened to them. So for me personally, I didn't Drake didn't put me on the City Girls, but 
for a lot of other people, I think he did. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's so, a lot. That's what Drake. But I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna say that he he put them on in a way that like Biggie put Kim on. Like I don't think it's that. It's not a trick. That no, I don't trainer. think it's, it's. It wasn't no, to that extent. Like, like he's that. not. Like they're not working together. He's not taking them on tour or anything like that. They're not. They don't have any projects. They're not. You know, it's. They're not even like like Triple said. They're not even in the credits. But the the thing that I did enjoy from the from their documentary, I, I don't even like calling it a documentary because that's not what that was. Documentaries are right. totally different. Uh, I did enjoy that they were able to capture the moment that they first heard um, "In My Feelings" on the radio, or yeah. probably their, they probably streamed it on the album. Yeah, the first time they heard it like in public and. I, I do enjoy seeing that. Like, I remember I saw there was a video of, like, Destiny's Child when they heard their song on the radio. You can just see that that sense of joy and pride, like, hey, we finally made it. Like, they're playing our song on the radio. There's, like, a video of Tyler Creator getting his song played on the radio. He starts crying. So for, for them to capture that moment for them, I, I like to see that stuff. It's a that's When something like that happens, that's a feeling of accomplishment. Like, yo, we're... We, We've been on this journey trying to rap and trying to rap, trying to make it, trying to, you know, get on. And we're on a song with the biggest rapper in the world. And we're the number one and two trending topic on Twitter. That's a big deal. And I'm 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 happy for them. Like that was a good moment to see. And for for JT to have to go to jail like the very next day, it's like, fuck. Hey, G, they was making it seem like she was going to go to jail for, like, five years. Dude is, dude is in jail for, like, six months. Like, do that time and come out. If I go to jail for a day, I'm crying like a baby. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you was brought up, but fuck that. Prince, so I was like, yeah. do your time, nigga. So I was like, do that. Right. Do your time. Do your six months and get out. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying hard as hell. They're like, yeah, triple. You gotta go to jail for thirty. I'm crying. Not <laughs> thirty minutes. I'm writing. Let like y'all write me. Like I'm going to fuck in. So don't forget your, about me. Cry your heart out. But I brought all that up for a reason. So I don't know. If, I mean, it, we've seen it before. I won't say it's a new trend, but recently, uh, J, both JT and Young Miami were brought to the fr- the forefront. Um, of black Twitter or music Twitter, whatever Twitter it was that brought it up. But uh, I guess uncovering some old tweets that they put out 2012, 2013, some in which um, talked about Haitians, Haitian people, uh, the LGBT community. Uh, what else was said? Blue Ivy Carter. They talked uh, talked about Blue Ivy's hair. Um, and in the midst of that, they also brought up some uh, some quotes and tweets from Cash Doll, Doja Cat was one. I feel like I'm missing some somebody, but just as of recent, a lot of the rap girls or a lot of the girls who are starting to get that little buzz, like randomly, all of a sudden, these old tweets just happen to pop up and they end up on these like small blog sites. And these artists are now in positions where they have to respond or make comment or apologize for them and many many times their apologies are met with a lot of resistance so my question to to both summertime and marcus is one at what like first is there a statute of limitations on tweets like are there things that you can tweet and after a certain period of time they don't matter anymore and then two how open are you as a listener to 
the notion that people can change. So perfect example, a lot of these tweets that Young Miami and JT sent out were in 2013, so about five years ago. Um, and I think they are both 24, 25 possibly. So they were like, what, 18, 19 years old around this time um, when these tweets were sent out. So how are you guys feeling about certain instances, maybe not necessarily the city girls, but just if any artists, you know, if we, un, un, I don't know, found like some, some Jay-Z tweets or some Kanye tweets, well, can't use Kanye because... Right, I was just like, he's a real time. Yeah, Kanye <laughs> sticks by his tweets. But, you know, right. like just any any artist that you're, you're actively following or you're really interested in, how do you guys feel about uh, this trend of older tweets being pull up, pulling up? And are you forgiving these artists? Like, are we still listening? Are they canceled? Like, what's going on? Um, I, I I personally don't believe in the whole canceling thing. Um, I just that's just me personally. I separate the the art from the person. So, whatever they gotta say on a Twitter, I take into account that they're still human, and I probably will never be their fucking friend. But I can't lie; they make some jumping music. They make some jumping music. I mean, music is is it is what it is. I mean, I don't think that stops you from liking somebody's craft because you don't like them as a person. I mean. It is what it is to me. But, I mean, yeah, they definitely have statute of limitations. Like, these are fucking... T- Look, if y'all pull up some shit from my Twitter from, like, even college, where I'm supposed to be grown, like, y'all probably be like, oh, she was wild. I Like, Facebook has a, is a good website that uh, reminds Facebook you of the fuckery. Yo, I'd be like, I, be, I said this shit on the status? Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Man, yeah. And nah. Like, yeah. nah. It's, people just have too much time in their hands to go dig up somebody's tweets from, like, seven years ago. I mean... Yeah, to do what? <laughs> when it comes to, to canceling people for old tweets, I don't I don't believe it. It's not... It, it's not real. It's just something that we do on Twitter just for the moment, because come, you know, December, when uh, JT gets out of jail and I'm guessing City Girls is going to drop something rather quickly... They are. It's, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be trending. It's going to do pretty good numbers, and they'll they'll be fine. Doja Cat is going on tour. Like you're canceled for that day. You're canceled for at the most maybe forty eight hours. Two days right. later, we've moved on. We're canceling someone else. We're talking about something else. You're you're canceled for that moment. And once that moment has passed, you could just go on and do what you're doing. Especially if you're making. You know, you don't even have to be making great music. If you just make okay music, we'll let you slide after two days. Like, but, but that day, but that day, you're canceled. Tomorrow, Kanye, you're unless you're Kanye. Kanye apparently is still canceled. Kanye's not, oh. no, because Kanye, Kanye, went, he went up to Chicago. He did that radio interview. He said he's going to start bringing back, you know. And he cried, uh, and he cried. Yeah, he's going to start bringing back his old, you know, people that were around him before during his college dropout days. He's trying to mend some bridges. He said he's going to be in Chicago more. And I guarantee you, if Kanye West drops a project that is better than Ye, and it's like, okay, he's back to doing, like, dope beats and giving you good songs, like, great, like, lyrics, he's he'll be back. He's not he's not going anywhere. Like, people, Kanye was canceled because Ye was garbage. If Kanye puts out a great well, album, if his awesome. next album is great, Kanye will be Kanye. He'll be back. That's, that's, well, let's hope so. We don't look like who who gets canceled. Like who that, can, that was gonna be my next question. Like I, I honestly, like honestly, nobody's canceled. Like, like I had 
R. Kelly was on my cancel list, so I found out he didn't own his music. So like now it's like like and, and even with R. Kelly, like he recently got quote unquote canceled. Like people are just now in 2018, people have been talking about him and these little kids for almost 10 over 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't yeah. something new with R. Kelly, and he's just now getting like, all right, we're done with R. Kelly. We're gonna stop playing just now. music on the radio show. Yeah, we're just now getting to that point. It's like, okay, I mean, it's kind of late now. Like you're a little late to the party, but I mean, nobody, nobody gets canceled. Not, not in real life. Not in anything like that's tangible. Like, you can't look at someone's numbers and say, oh, this tweet actually hurt them. We haven't seen that yet. I don't think. Nah. Because even even not Kanye West, Kanye West's album didn't it, did it go number one? Did yeah. it go number one? Yeah. yeah. It was it yeah, so I mean, what what are we really talking about? Like he was out here wearing a MAGA hat, and his album went number one. So nobody. Honestly, honestly to be canceled, it's kind of like a promo push. To be honest, if you think you want to get canceled at some point, like think about it. Like think about um, well, not Nike because that's white people, but um, like Shea Moisture. I don't know if you guys remember when Shea Moisture did like something, and yeah. it was like, oh, I'm canceling Shea Moisture, and then like two months later, Shea Moisture put Hard out this dove. Shea. <laughs> Shea Moisture put out this video, right, of, like, all these fine black niggas, and niggas was like, oh, my gosh, I got to go buy Shea Moisture. And I'm like, mm, you just got to get canceled. Take your little moment. Rehash it out. It's, it's just a moment. That's all Because niggas is. canceled Nike when they did the um, law enforcement appreciation sale with 30% off. Now we all like, oh, I'm going to give me some forces tomorrow. They got Colin Kaepernick on the front. So it's like, right. you take your cancel moment, you, re- you readjust, you figure out what you need to do, and right. then you come back out on top. So, People have uh, short memories. Very much so. And the internet makes it shorter. That's the joke. Yeah. Like You would think with all this information, it would just stick, but like now it's like, no. So, nah. Niggas don't really care. And I, like, I think I seen somebody using Dove the other day, and I was just like, I thought this was supposed to be the company. Everybody canceled. But I never canceled Dove. Dove is only See? much on my skin. Right. If I, I want to live, <laughs> Dove. Hey, I feel you. They care sure. as much as they can tweet about it. Once they can, once they start tweeting it and it's not getting any action or retweets or any interaction, then they're like, "All right, well, I'm done with this. I guess they're not canceling." Yeah, because we still listening to Drake and he did blackface. So exactly, um. we let that slide. We, we're I still can't believe this is happening, man. I can't yeah. believe I'm still listening. And to then, that. and then he got on the record, like a number one selling record, and trolled y'all. Told you he's a dark skin, but he's still like like a light nigga or whatever he said. Light skin. But I'm still As if that was nigga. supposed to make it better. That shit's racist. Bro. I think it was racist. Fuck you, Drake. <laughs> so racist, man. He did crazy Thank numbers you for too. Over, fuck you, Drake. Like he's on like a crazy tour right now. He did blackface and didn't even explain himself. Nope. He, he put, put out, out his Instagram story. Yes. He was there for like 24 hours. And he and opened his notes section for the first time in a while. I did. Wow. Where where are all the where are all the hip hop? personalities that do interviews why they're probably at a nursing home because they all old as fuck let's say that God damn, man. like that's another that's another topic that's a totally today. another topic for another day because i got it <laughs> i got an issue with djs also the, especially the ones who are just like oh i hate all this mumble rap whatever whatever and all they play on the radio is mumble rap like, and then, when, and then when the mumble rapper comes into the to the interview they like oh my gosh right <laughs> They're like, oh, I want to, I want to hear real hip hop. I want to hear bars, but that's not what you're playing on the radio station, right? I, I got, I, and I understand it's a business. I understand, like, you know, the radio station needs to play these certain songs. But if you feel that strongly about it, leave the job because anybody could sit up there and play 
in my feelings three times an hour. Anybody could do that. You could, you, you could, you could uh, program a computer to do that. We don't need you up there at the radio station. So if you feel that strongly about it, go somewhere else and start your own little radio station or your own, you know, Apple Music network where you can play the music that you claim you want to hear since you're so tired of Migos, but you keep playing them every 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, you know, that's all politics, so. Yeah, that too. The industry is the the, the industry is interesting. You know, we it's too it's too New York centric. One, because when has New York? I mean, well, let me not say that. I almost misspoke. Say as, of, as of recent, when has New York run any fucking thing? Like ninety six. And even and even you can look at a Cardi B or Takashi six nine and say, oh, they're from New York, they're running it. But what sound do they have? The South has been running hip hop for a long fucking time, and no and no one set up shop like. So so deaf was the only I think LaFace was in Atlanta for a couple of years, but it's no major like record label set up in Atlanta. And Atlanta is literally pumping the sound. That's where right everyone goes. That's where you go to see what's hot. Like all these new dance moves and stuff, I'm pretty sure it's coming from Atlanta. Yeah. These all these producers, these great producers are coming from Atlanta. All those rappers are moving to Atlanta. YG said he made Big Bank in Atlanta. Cardi B lives in in Atlanta, like everything is centered around Atlanta, yet you have no physical music presence. You don't have an Atlantic Records down there. You don't have an Interscope, you know, Interscope South headquarter in 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 Atlanta. Well, it's crazy. No one, not even not even record labels, but you don't have like the Breakfast Club, Hot ninety seven. Nope. Those are still the quote unquote gatekeep gatekeepers of rap music, and New York is not that no more. It and needs I- they, like Atlanta needs its own radio station where people go to and like and do big interviews and get pushed content and do all that other stuff because hot 97 I, I i like you know ebro and, the, and that crew or whatever but they're they're old you know what i'm saying and that's in it it sucks because everybody gets old it happens it shouldn't like once you get old it shouldn't be like oh well you, your opinion doesn't matter anymore but in the in hip-hop hip-hop is a young person's game and to turn on hot 97. I don't, I don't understand why people say that. Why is hip hop a young person's game? It's, it's, because it's, it's it, young, it, young it, it literally like from the start of it, that's what it that's what it was about. It was about taking the insight that's going on in your in your hood, in your neighborhood, or whatever's going on, and, and that's what you put on wax. But who right. says that that's a young person's game? Why is the, that the young person's game? Because that, that's the re, the rebellious how many, spirit how of many, hip-hop. How many 50-year-olds or how many 60-year-olds? 60, 60 or let, let me rephrase it. How many 2 chains is pretty old, man. That took break into the industry. I'm not talking about being 40 and rapping, because we can name a whole heap of niggas as yeah, 40 yeah, and fine. rapping. But I'm talking about you're not breaking in no 40-year-old, no 45-year-old no rapper into no game you're breaking in a 20 year old an 18 year old so it is a young person's game and we hope as a as a as a genre that they know their history of the 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 start of hip-hop and the 40 year olds are still doing it and all that and that they can able to take some of that legacy and put it in their music and put their own twist on it that's what we that's what hip-hop is about in my opinion my and and, and young young people determine what's cool in America, right. young so, young black kids determine what's cool. They're the ones that get this stuff trending. They're the ones who come up with the slang, the memes. They're the ones that are in the club. Because we're not. I'm. I, I know I'm not in the clubs. I'm not in the clubs. I don't know what's going on in the clubs. I don't know what songs ring off in the clubs. That's that's for the young people. They they make that determination. And hip hop was started by 
young cats out there, like young people rapping. And there's a there's a sort of like rebellious spirit that hip hop has that rock rock and roll used to have and hip hop kind of took that and ran with it. So I'm not saying that old older people can't have an opinion and older people can't continue to rap. But when it comes to determining what's hot, because like the hottest rappers out are like Drake and Takashi 69, Cardi B, those are young people like them. If young people didn't fuck with Takashi 69, Takashi 69 wouldn't be around. But young people fuck with him. Older people probably don't, but young people do. Six. Let me. I'm. I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to see how old. Six nine was born in ninety six. So what does that make him? What? He's twenty two. Twenty two. So like, okay. So a Takashi six nine. You know what I'm saying? Like he's hate him or love him. He's running hip hop in his own respective right. You know what I'm saying? So then you go have him sit down with I'm googling as I talk. Angie Martinez, who was forty seven. It, you you wouldn't want to see a 22-year-old date a 47-year-old because you're in your mind you're saying, well, what do they have to talk about? Like, how can they relate? So how will I expect this 22-year-old rapper to sit down in front of this 47-year-old woman, you know, this former rapper, this DJ, and and she's going to pull the quality content out? She's going to get she's going to get this content that nope. other 22 and other 23-year-olds want to hear from Takashi 69 these teenagers, what they want to hear him talk about? She's not pulling those kind of questions out of her ass. I've I've said this before. I didn't I didn't approve. I, I I like old old man Ebro. I like how he's very direct with his questions, but he shouldn't be in. He should not be interviewing Ray Shrimmer because he wants to have Ray Shrimmer come up there and freestyle for him. Ray Shrimmer doesn't do that. Fans of Ray Shrimmer don't want to hear that. They know that that's not what they do. They make party turn up music. Why are you at? Why and he's. Ebro is almost 50 and he's asking these 20 year old kids to come up here and give them bars. And that's not what they do. You have a, you get, get some 20 to 30 year old guy from Atlanta. And this is or, my issue with hip hop to- becoming like pop. This is my issue bec- with, with like hip hop becoming pop because why wouldn't you bring a rapper up to a station to do what he does but or she you, does, but just rap? They don't they're freestyle. Not, they're not produ- that's like, the problem. That's not but, a problem. But that's just a different... <laughs> okay, perfect example. Like we, I think with hip-hop, the problem, the, the, the issues that we're having within hip-hop is that, one, the, gate, the gatekeepers are putting this lock and key. Like if you come with any type of diversity within hip-hop, that it's not true hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I think hip hop is the only genre that's like, if you not can't spit a 16, or if you can't go bar for bar with the best, like then you're not a rapper. It's like, is that is that really true? You look at pop, like niggas when when well not pop because pop really took off in like 2000. Let's look at country music. If you listen to an old Shania Twain record and you turn on the Taylor Swift record. You know what I'm saying? They both are considered technically country. They sound totally different, but you ain't gonna have Shania Twain on a country music radio station calling out Taylor Swift because she can't sing the old Reba McIntyre song. You're not gonna see that. But it's like in hip-hop, if you bring a Yachty up here, granted, I want Yachty and I want all these little niggas to know who Pac is and know who Biggie is, but he's saying like, yeah, I don't really know who that is. And now it's like, oh my gosh, like we got to get him off the radio. And now I got to be on an album that I put out randomly for no reason to this little Yachty, you know, and on a surprise album. Like why? Like why? Why are we like this in hip hop? Well, and, and artists like Lil Yachty and Ray Shrimmerd and 
Lil Boat or, you know, Ugly God. Artists like those are necessary because they are changing what hip hop is. But they're, they're changing they're, cha- they're changing the sound and they're evolving what hip hop can be. It doesn't have to be what it was in 92 where you just had to rap over these New York sounds and beats. No, <laughs> you know, you don't have to. I, I don't think that you have to necessarily do. I'm not saying to keep the game the way that it was, but at least have some. Rec- I mean, if if I, I don't know, I just feel like if you rap, if you're a rapper, then you should rap. I don't understand. Like, I feel like why you, is that such a foreign concept? If I you rap, like you should be a rapper. If you, if you know you can't freestyle, don't disrespect the culture by going up there and freestyling. Like, if you know you can't do this shit, that's like me saying, yeah, I'm about to walk on this NBA court and put 50 on LeBron. But who's really freestyling? That. But who's ever really freestyling these days? Everybody has the opportunity to write before they walk yeah. up there. It, but that's the thing. That's that's where I think Ebro messed up. He went in there and he asked them to freestyle. If if you listen to listen to any Ray Shrimmage song, there's nothing about their music that says, oh, they they're, they're a freestyler. Like we can well, get come on, Ray Shrimmage. If you're a rapper, you're supposed to know that anybody gonna side, actually side, rap at side, some side, point. Side, side. Have you listened? <laughs> have you listened to Shrim Life? Yeah, or, that's some singer shit. Okay, you, I, them they're I don't know what they what, what about because they're, they're not what, singers. Does, does I don't anything, know what does anything about their music say freestyle? They can do that. No, I, do that. no, because honestly, I don't even know if they're considered rappers. I wouldn't so now that I think them, about it. So why ask them? Now to? that I think of it, those two, I don't think I would even consider them rappers. So but this is my issue is why can't we have moments? I spoke on this before on this podcast. Like Laffy Taffy was a moment. That shit went hard as fuck in 05, 06. I wouldn't dare play that for no little kids to come like introducing the hip hop. I'm not gonna play that music. But let's take these moment as rappers, which I feel like mumble rap is gonna be a moment, just like the snap movement was a moment. It hit hard in its prime, but it's a moment. It's I gonna be gone. The issue, I don't mind it. It's a moment. The issue is that it's pushing out the real rappers that there are. Like wow, I feel like there's go. more mumble rappers than there are quality rappers, and I feel like the it's not balanced. I want balance. I understand. I'm not going to listen to Nas at the club. I get that. I'm not even with that. Like, we can play some Takashi 69 in the club. Fifi will jump. Okay, cool. But I feel like the budget, the press, the media, everything goes to these moment rappers. And not a lot of people know about who the fuck Saha the Prince is. Like, but, but there's no room. But this is, this is, go, it goes back to Marcus' original point. A lot of these rappers that the the mumble rappers and the rappers we like, yo, split a sixteen, they can't do it. Their fans put them in the position so that these labels would notice them. Labels ain't labels don't have true traditional A and R's that are going out to these open mic nights and finding out artists. It's like no, ugly guy got some some shit that's bumping on fucking SoundCloud. Uh, Lil Xan got something pumping on SoundCloud. All these kids on Twitter mentioning this nigga Lil Xan. Who is this? Let me go look at him. Let me put money behind him. That's how that shit's happening. So again, it's it's back to the young people. It's what the young people want to hear is where the money's gonna go. Yeah, and and I will kind of disagree with you on uh, mumble rap being just a moment because I, no, I think I think mumble rap is gonna be here for a little while. It's a moment. Like yeah, I mean, Laffy Tat. Like how long was that for? That little era, like this. The snap. The snap, snap movement. movement. That was like, like two years. Oh oh five to about oh eight so like maybe two to three years possibly. yeah so i mean how i mean how long is migos migos has been around for about three years uh beyonce just did amigos flow on eight shit i just don't i don't see mumble rap going any anywhere auto, anytime soon auto tune was a moment it was a huge moment and it died down yeah auto-tune, auto-tune I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna say mumble rap is gonna just like disappear forever but 
it, it's gonna it's gonna slowly decrease and some some elders is gonna take over some little kids gonna put it you know a group of teenagers is gonna put us on and then this new artist is gonna come out with this such and such flow or whatever the case may be and then as a collective people are gonna gravitate towards it. it's gonna be a sound and then we just move forward it's it's been done before and they're gonna continue to do it again I also think it's it's it goes back to the whole being rebellious like I don't I don't have to do 16 bars i don't have to rap i don't have to have all my words rhyme i don't have to have you know storytelling or technique i can just get in here say whatever i want to and people are going to listen to it like that's that's part of what hip-hop is hip-hop and like hip-hop at the beginning didn't sound like anything else it wasn't you know disco or pop music or country music it was something totally different and they tried to get that and people thought hip-hop was just going to be a phase and it's now the most popular music in the world and that's going to be a part that older people have to kind of understand that we have to now we have to share hip-hop now like rap music hip-hop culture is now just i don't want to say american culture but i mean we did y'all you watched the the title title uh concert Look at the front row of these concerts. Yeah, the look festivals the, are all white people. Look at the festival. Like, like, look who's going to these concerts and festivals. It wasn't always like that. Now it is. And that's something that we're going to have to accept at some point. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop has gotten, it's gotten that big to where it's, it's like, I'm at, they're I'm kind at, of getting pushed out <laughs> a little bit. Right, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, nope, sorry. Can't, can't get on board that easy. I mean, the truth is the truth. You look at it. I mean, the, the we talk about hip hop radio, like truly in essence, if you look at them, I'm not talking about their genetic breakdown because I don't know everybody's genetic breakdown. But if you look at them, half the people in New York radio don't even look black. They don't even look like they were a direct descendant of the beginning of hip hop. So it's like you have to look at everything. Those music execs are not black. <laughs> like these A&Rs that are signing, the, the people that are writing the checks are not black. Exactly. And the problem here is that it's now become pop. It's a blurred line between what's pop. I used to know what hip hop was and what pop music was. It used to be a very simple line. And maybe that's a whole other segment for another show. But I feel like the lines are so blurred that it's like nobody knows what real hip hop is anymore. Because real hip hop, I mean, hip hop is the culture. Like I'm not even going to say because there's hip hop and then there's rap. But like rap. Let me stop saying hip hop because let me get real specific. Rap here. We're talking about straight up rap. It's like rap almost doesn't exist. That's how I feel. Very few rappers. Very few rappers. It exists. It's not not marketable. Rap rap is only marketable if you're great. Or if you're white like Eminem. Yeah, if you're just. Oh, come on. Kendrick. Tiny. No, I feel like there can only be. You're, You're so trash for that. But when like, I think about the popular rappers, like rappers, not not what we consider hip hop, not what we consider that, but like pure rappers. What so we got, Kendrick, J. Cole, um, Jay-Z, who are like popular. I'm not considering Drake because I, I don't know. I'm not considering Jake a rapper. But like, come on, who's rapping these days? Like rapidly rap rapping. Nobody. Pusha. Um. Who's right? JID, I mean Jid, excuse me, from uh Dreamville. Like, what are you talking about on like a on a I guess national scale? Yeah, like at least on a B scale, like where like on a J. Cole scale. 
you know it's like it's not many it's not many there there's many out there but there's not many that's getting that press and that like that shine and i feel like hip-hop now has become pop instead of hip-hop having rap and it's like rap is not included in hip-hop no more it's like just pop and it's like where what happened to rap like because y'all let niggas, you know. y'all, y'all let Drake be a rapper. That's what happened. <laughs> Let's be real. And that's debatable. And that, right, exactly. And that's like debatable. And I kind of blame Kanye for that because, nah, I don't blame Kanye. No. Well, I don't know. Because without Kanye, I don't think that there will ever be a Drake. Um, and I, I credit Kanye to being like that backpack rapping, like more softer rap, not the hardcore Wu Tang kind of shit. Like, I mean, hey, if we're gonna blame kind of anybody, you low key that. gotta blame Run DMC because they, they when they, they did the first crossover track, right? Yeah, they did, but I mean, that was at a time where okay, fair, fair enough, fair yeah, enough. But you probably. still had LO Cool J, you still had um, Rakim, you still had like you still had all these rappers, which LL Cool J was were, under uh, Rick Rubin, a white guy, like you know, what I'm saying? come on, like it's we gotta make it full circle, well, right? But it was a lot of rappers. Like it was a lot of fucking rappers. It's a lot of rappers. It's a lot of rappers. Now I think that I think what your issue, well, not won't say issue, but I think what you're trying to say is just that when we turn on uh, American Music Awards in the rap category, it's like niggas that don't really rap. Exactly. Exactly. But, exactly. Exactly. I feel exactly like that. within our culture, I think true music lovers, true hip hop heads. Oh yeah. Who, yeah. We find, like we're being fed. We're always gonna yeah. We're always we're gonna, gonna be, right. We, we're gonna be fed, and I, I think that's why I won't say I'm relaxed when it comes to the culture and people infiltrating it. But it's just like yo, I know where I can go to go get that real. Like I know what true bars are. I know who spits. I don't have to explain it to like you know what I'm saying. Going back to that Joe Button Drake, you know, little fiasco they had on the timeline. I didn't spend my time arguing with niggas that didn't know that Joe Button had a pen because it's like I know it. Somebody was gracious oh, enough yeah. to say, "Hey, go." Wait, go that was out. an argument. <laughs> no, nigga, you know, you know, social media, more social media yeah. followers make you win things nowadays and stuff. Except for when you think Joe Button, a child. They, they think Joe Button is only uh in the club. What's the fucking song? Pump it up, pump uh, it up, pump it up, pump it up. And that's one song he had up in the club. Marcus Houston. Oh, club oh. Marcus Houston. That was a dope ass verse <laughs> yeah. though. Niggas be sleeping. Joe Budden had dope first on that song. Yeah, niggas really just think Joe Budden is that, but um, nah, I, I get it. And I think, like you said, I think that's my issue with it. It's not that I don't respect the Takashi's the older race form, because I mean, they make some decent, like, they're for entertainment purposes, but it's like when people think of hip hop, they don't think about the rappers no more. When, when hip hop is, I mean, hip hop is rapping, DJ, and a whole bunch of other shit, but like, it was, you know, there was a large part of hip hop that was actually rappers and spitters and rhymers and poets and just like uh, shit actually meant something. Yeah. Like even if it didn't really mean anything like super deep, like niggas can make a simple story sound like, man, this is this is rap. Like rap a lot. Like you know. Yeah, but I think I think we could we could definitely go into a further discussion with this conversation, and I would love um, if our listeners. I, I'm going to say this, but I don't mean it literal. I mean, I want you to have a little bit of a following, but if you like a SoundCloud rapper and you don't have the traditional hip hop sound, I would love to have them come on the show and we can just like talk about, like talk about the true state 
of hip hop and where we're, you know what I'm saying, where we're at and where we want to go. So I definitely want to get, um, I did, it's a few artists I know from like a conscious kind of rap side that I want to reach out to. But if you're listening to this, um, or if you know anybody, like if your homeboy keeps spamming your mentions with some trash ass music that's getting a lot of listens, hit us up, let us know. Cause I think we can definitely have a, a dope ass conversation about it. But I want to thank everyone that's probably been listening to this close to two hour podcast. I had a fun <laughs> time tonight. Um, I think I think Sai had a good time. You know, man, she, she tried to come for Jay City, dog. And oh, she, and look, if you listening, can somebody please on the timeline just just spam uh, triples with Eminem lyrics uh, and verses? <laughs> If you ain't spamming me with renegade lyrics or patiently waiting, like those are my two favorite Eminem verses. Like, if you want to know Tribbles how she feels about music, listen to Eminem on renegade and listen to him on patiently waiting. That top two favorites. But um, we got shout outs. Marcus, you you want to shout out anybody? No, nah, man, just shout out to you guys. Like I always like coming on here and talking. Sometimes I forget we're even recording. I just like the. Uh... <laughs> The conversations that we have on here, I think they're, I think it's necessary. I think it's necessary. Yeah, it's for the culture. It's like, culture. It's the young, it's the, we're like the, the young ass <laughs> breakfast club. Like, right, right. Yeah, you know. And you're like Angelique because you always be having the. Oh, well, the I, let me tell you something. I take offense to that because if you knew how I feel about her in real life. Oh, for real? <laughs> oh, shit. I just think, like, I, this is no shade. And, and, and this is going to be so bad because I really feel like we're going to be popping one day and we're going to run into them. But I just be like, Angelique, like, I'm not gonna say she's not needed because I love the fact that it's like a female presence in that room. So she sometimes, you know, like things get hectic, she kind of like gets it back to normal. But it's like, yo, she really not needed. Like if you remove Angela Yee from a, a interview, it's like you didn't she even does, know she was there. Man, the fucking Charlemagne don't never know what he be talking about. Uh, yeah, he always though. be coming through yeah. with the with the fact and check. Envy, like Envy always Envy asks the most sus ass questions that nobody cares about. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, no, we shout out to the Breakfast Club because I honestly, definitely Charlemagne uh, specifically, they kind of gave me the courage to do you know this podcast. Like yeah. I figured out niggas like to listen to people talk about music, so. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, you got shout outs, summertime. Uh, shout out to the mix up review. Um, all things editorial over there. Um, follow me on Instagram at summertime side and um, on my mix up review, the mix up review. Um, but nah, just um, yeah, shit. Thanks for having me another week. Uh, we made it. We made it. Hey, SoundCloud, um, listener, SoundCloud was trying to take us out because we were trying to give y'all music for the intro, and SoundCloud was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, we, we not y'all not getting paid for that." But um, shout outs for me this week, of course. Shout out to Ox DJ. Today we released a Beyonce theme playlist. It's called Be Fit. So if you're trying to get in the gym, get your heart rate bumping, you want oh, to get that to Queen Queen B. Um, we are now on Spotify. Shout out to everybody that's been crying, like, oh, I want Spotify. Aux DJ is now on Spotify. Um, we're working slowly but surely to get all of the old content transferred over. But moving forward, everything that we put out from now on, um, we will be on Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal. Shout out to everyone that downloaded and retweeted our Aretha Franklin playlist. I sat through all 10 hours of Aretha Franklin's funeral to get every song that was played. And we compiled a dope ass playlist for that too. So if you are in the mood to get that church feeling or you 
missed out on a 10-hour funeral and you just want to get straight to the music, we also have that playlist up there. Um, but other than that, just like shout out to you, the listeners who stuck with us through this long episode, and hopefully we can interact on the timeline. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at the committee podcast. My Twitter is at it's underscore tribbles with a Z at the end. And shout out to what is it? The kids wear crown, the blog, one of our sponsors, you know, I'll be forgetting to do that. So shout out to them and thank you for having us, um, with the collective, but if nobody don't have anything else to say, I think we out. <laughs>